Street Champs, come get put on. Today I'm in here with Shannon Palmer, also known as Dead Hand Art. How are you doing today? I'm very good. How yeah. are you? Pretty good, pretty good. good. Excited to have you here. Thank you for having me. Yeah. You're the first person to ever pull up with an art piece for me. I am so stoked that you like it, and now it's on your kitchen walls, and I hope that people can just get stoned and stare into it. I'm already kind of getting stoned <laughs> and staring into it. It's very distracting. Yes. Yes. <laughs> That's my favorite thing is when you walk in a room and there's something you can't stop looking at. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. my goal. Hell yeah. So, um... That's kind of your art style. That's kind of your uh, style you're going for, I guess. Yeah, I like making a statement mm-hmm. for sure. Bright colors and like things that stare back at you. Yeah. I'm also leaning way back. Yeah, move that closer so that people could hear you. The people need to hear me. Exactly. Give them what they give them what they want. <sighs> yeah, I like to be obnoxious. We're here for it. Yeah. Yeah. I. Uh, I try to look at how people have gotten famous, specifically mm-hmm. artists, and it's a lot of being obnoxious. So, who's some of your like uh, inspirations? Um, OG like every I feel like every art student is Dolly, but he just like dressed super flamboyantly, and he had like a pet ant eater, and just threw these crazy parties, and just everybody knew who he was because he looked like an artist. And then he's like, "Oh, look at my art." And he just totally got famous for just being crazy. Mm-hmm. So goals for sure. Kind of like uh, what's his name, Andy Andy Warhol. Totally. Yeah, he he had like a art studio. What was that called? Like the factory. The factory. Yeah, I, I definitely learned about that. That shit sounded really crazy. Yes. Just a bunch of drugs and yeah. stuff everywhere. Yep. He. I think he had a, this piece of like twelve hours of people sleeping, and it was just video. Twelve straight hours of people sleeping. I was like, that's some ballsy moves. If you're just like, look at this fine art, and it's just people's napping that's a long time to sleep though uh, not for me no really damn <laughs> i can sleep 12 hours oh yeah i think i spend half my life sleeping i think that's i think that's what they say right that's what everyone i hope so or you spend a, you spend a third of your life sleeping is what they you're supposed to do hmm. i'm halfway down but i think the waking half i'm like always making stuff mm. so i think it just takes it out of me and i just pass out <laughs> <laughs> for sure all right so Let's jump back into into the beginning. So, um, where are you from? I was born in Colorado Springs, mm-hmm. and I moved to Pueblo with my parents and my younger sister when we were like twelve ish. And then uh, my parents were kind of a mess, so I left home and lived like I thought I could. You could get an apartment when you were sixteen, so I just ended up living in my car here in Pueblo, and I've been here ever since. Wow. How long did you live in your car? Like six months. Oh. It wasn't too long, but it was a, my parents were just kind of like splitting up and it was super shaky. So I was like, I'm going to leave. And I thought you could just go get an apartment. Mm -hmm. They were like, you're 16 years old. So it was thankfully the summer and I was working a graveyard job. So I just slept in my car and like showered at the gym until I could get out of my car. But it was a very freeing experience not having like utility bills. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. What was, uh, I bet that was kind of tough though, right? It wasn't like chill all the time. No, it was not good. Don't recommend. (laughs) For sure. Like got any crazy stories of living in your car? Um, nothing super exciting. Really. I like would sleep at the Walmart parking lot sometimes, but you were just like with other people that were sleeping in their cars. (laughs) Oh really? There was like a community of people doing that. Yeah. Cause it's just like one of the safer places to sleep in your car to park out there. And then you can just like cover your windows and and chillax hmm. but yeah don't recommend it but i'm glad i had the experience were you sleeping 12 hours in the back of your car back no back then? oh no and it was a tiny car so you couldn't even like stretch all the way out and you were just cramped up all the time so Damn. i just saved money as fast as i could to get out of there and into an apartment mm-hmm. so uh when you left your your house at 16 um you know did you just what, what was school what were school during all that so I graduated high school super young. Oh. Um, so I was I graduated when I was 16. Okay. And then I got the AF out. How how did you graduate so young? Uh, so, okay. Um, so me and my sister and my mom were uh, like super religious, right, back in the day. And we were Jehovah's Witnesses. And so we were homeschooled for years and years up until high school. And so by the time I entered high school, I was like 12 as a freshman because I could pass all the tests because she had homeschooled us for so long. 
And so I was done by the time I was 16 and it sucked because I was just like a child. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was intense. Wow. But so um, the whole situation was just kind of toxic. So I got out there like as soon as I could. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, graduating high school at 16, fuck, I feel like you, you kind of learn a lot of like uh, relationship skills and stuff, you know, in high school. Yeah. It was a kind of, did you find it tough to relate to people? Like, yeah. Really? Yeah, it was. it was so hard to even like understand behavior and kind of like why people acted the way they did and stuff. Cause it was just me and my sister for so long. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, not knowing how to stand up for yourself when you got picked on or ha- not knowing how to joke with people, it was very difficult. And then it was like, I was like, I'm too young to even know some of this stuff. Cause you know, the shit you talk about in high school, I'm just like, I'm 13, <laughs> but it was, a uh, not a, f- not, n- not fun. Don't recommend again. Mm-hmm. Don't recommend. But, um, cause I feel like at a certain point you just need to be a kid and high school's a little too stressful for sure. Yeah. Especially, you know, being the younger one, you're going to get the extra attention or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I feel like the kids are like, let's educate you. It's just like, I don't want to know about smoking. Yeah. But it, it was all right. And I was just totally an art nerd in school. Anyway, I just tried to not get picked on and picked on and I was just drawing in the corner. Dang. Um, so, uh, were you, what was growing up with, uh, being homeschooled? Like, you know, I don't, how explain that, I guess. It was, I don't, um, good question. I feel like it was kind of like religiously focused anyway. Cause it wasn't like you were learning like actual science. You were like learning Bible science. Um, so a lot of that was going on, but it was, a chance that like we could really study the stuff we wanted to, we could really focus on art and um, like gardening and stuff. My mom taught us how to do so like practical skills. We learned a lot of, which was cool, but uh, downside, you don't really actually learn any real information. Yeah. Like who, who discovered America? <laughs> yeah. It's just like a whole bunch of lies. It's yeah. I don't like, know. Here you go. Um, and then it's like, you're very kind of like in this environment where the church doesn't want you to question anything. And our mom didn't want us to question anything. So it's like, well, God created this. Mm. And we're like, well, we heard that like evolution might be a thing. And it was just like, no. Did you ever say that to her? Yeah. Oh, and really? it's, that go? it's just like not a good situation. Cause you're trying to get your kids to believe in a certain way. So it's kind of this like wondering about this other life for a long time. Mm-hmm. And I think that makes you rebel a little bit when you're kind of controlled that much. Mm-hmm. Do you still um, follow like their religious teachings or do you kind of separate now? Yeah, I left um, officially when I was 18 and could act as an adult. I left because it was just uh, there's good people everywhere, but that belief system is not a good thing for me. And uh, I wanted control of my own life and I wanted to go to college and I wanted to pursue these like other things that weren't church related. Mm. So thank God I did. Cause no, thank you. Yeah. You know, for sure. Um, where are they now? Who? Um, y- your mother, your sister. Um, so my sister is in Oklahoma and my, so my mom was killed when I was 20 by someone in the church she left my dad for somebody that was in the church and he killed her, um, like two years into their marriage. So we ended up on Dateline and, uh, one of the other big like murder mystery TV shows picked it up. So essentially that happened, you know, after I was out of high school for like a couple of years and then we were just like a media story. So my life just like got blown up into, I don't know, like seeing it on the news and shit. So, uh, that really like defined my early twenties was just dealing with all of that. It was super intense. Wow. Do you feel comfortable speaking on it? Sure. Let me try to get my composure for a second. I mean, we don't have to speak about anything you don't want to speak about. Sure. You know, um, it's a, it's a, it's a thing that's in there. And I think to really understand like who I am and my artwork and stuff, it's a big part of the story. Um, but I was working 
at St. Mary Corwin at the time, and I got a phone call that somebody had died in my mom's house and that I needed to go to the hospital. And uh, as soon as I got there, my stepdad was in the hospital, bruised up and stuff, and he was telling them that my mom was dead. We didn't know what was going on or anything, and so um, he told us the story about there had been a home invasion and she had been beaten to death and this whole thing. And turns out, like, nine months later, they arrest him for her murder. And we went through, like, two years in court, and he... Wait, your stepdad? Yeah. My real dad is a good person. Okay, okay. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, this is my stepdad. Okay, okay. My mom left my biological father for this person because he was in the church. Um. But so he's in prison now. Uh, that was, it like jacked me and my sister up because it was just years of our life dealing with that whole thing. Um, and I still feel like there's not really, like it's great that you get some justice when something like that happens and that he's in prison, but it's not really anything you can just like patch yourself up and move on. So when you're saying your mom is like really parenting you, I know that's hard, but it's sometimes I'm like, man, I wish... I wish I had a mom. I wish she would tell me not to get roofied. Don't. (laughs) So, um, so a lot of what I do is just, I want to make her proud and really kind of do like the best things I can do with my life because she didn't get the chance to. Hmm. But, um, yeah. So then finally I got my life calmed down. I met my husband. He was super stable. Awesome. Uh, all that court stuff is over with. So I went back to college, got my degree and life has slowed down incredibly, which is awesome. But I definitely feel like I've had to work my way out of all of that trauma for sure. And being a crazy lunatic artist is helping, like helps a bunch. Mm -hmm. Wow. Um, why did he do it? His first wife went missing too. And there's like a story of violence in that family and I, I don't know if that's just his thing to kill people or not, or I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, I kind of try to listen to other people that have dealt with murders in families, and they say you really have to work on forgiveness, but I think it's hard to find a reason why somebody does that something like that. But it definitely makes me appreciate my life more, the people I love more, because you just never know what's going to happen. Wow. Um, so how did that, how did that kind of affect your relationship with your dad? I feel like it just like shook my whole family apart and we're just kind of now all communicating a little bit more, but it's been years of just us all being separately traumatized. Cause I think he has to cope in his own way and me and my sister have to cope in our own way. And it's been hard for us to do it together. It's super difficult. Mm-hmm. but I think it does start with each of us kind of working on it and hopefully one day we'll patch ourselves back up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a heavy loss. I'm so sorry mm-hmm. to hear that. I wasn't, I did not know that. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry too. I think, I think my mom and I would have been cool friends. So that's all I can just try to make her proud, mm-hmm. try to be kind of like her too. So, but that's definitely like, it feels like another life. It feels like now I'm kind of starting a new life, which is cool. Mm-hmm. Um, because you carry that stuff with you, but it definitely, when I talk about that stuff, I, I feel like it's a different person almost. Wow. Yeah. You know, I think, um, yeah, the, the most you can do is just be the best you can. And I think, I don't know you, but you seem very genuine. Mm, yeah. Um, and I really took that experience as like, I might be meeting you on your worst day. Cause I know people met me on my worst day. And just trying to treat everyone with like that love that was shown to me when I was having the worst time in my life in these shitty places. Like I just have to treat other people that way too. Cause you just never know what somebody's going through mm-hmm. at all. And I think when you go through it yourself, it just really can deepen your understanding and your compassion. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, definitely. Um, powerful stuff, you know, rest in peace. Mm-hmm. Um, so, um, all right, so coming out of coming out of coming into that experience, I guess that's a that's a major thing happening in your life. You know, seeing yourself on TV, you know, what was that like? Mm. That's a good question. 
I think it was a lot of pressure on a 20 year old for me to kind of make that decision like, oh, do I want to be on national news or not? Um, but I really wanted everybody to know what happened to her because maybe it would keep it from happening to somebody else. Um, but they twist your words so much, especially with the national media. Like we all know that sort of thing. And watching myself and the way they would twist my interviews just to make it exciting for people. It was, it was so hard to sit there and be like, I never said that. I never said that. And just, you can't do anything about it. And then being recognized. And that's what you're recognized for is being this poor woman's daughter. Like it was a, it was hard. Mm -hmm. And I think there's no way to really like talk yourself through that. You just have to go through it and see what happens. Definitely. Yeah. Um, uh, do you still see that footage like places or do you kind of just like try to block it out? Mm, yeah, I'm definitely in the blocking it out point. Sometimes people will like see reruns and they'll be like, here's you. And I was like, oh, thanks. <laughs> but I don't, oh, I don't want to really relive any of it. Mm-hmm. And it's weird that they do it for people's entertainment too. Like I love crime podcasts. I love crime shows and stuff. But after this happened, I was like, when you're on the, the like entertainment end of it and it's your family on the screen, I'm just like, this is not cool. Really? So you don't really listen to any um, <clears throat> like murder mystery podcast or anything It gets like a little that? triggering. Really? Yeah. And I, I think they're fascinating and great for other people, but I'm like, no. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, I definitely get your point of view for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, so so coming so coming off of off of that, um, at what point in your life do you really start to take art seriously? Mm. I think just this past couple of years, because I decided to go back to school in two thousand seventeen. I think for what. Art. Art. Yep. So I went back to PCC. Just an art degree? Yeah, just for an art degree. And I started painting classes there and kind of just got my associates of art degree. And then my theater professor talked to me and he was like, you should really get a bachelor's. I was like, I don't want to do more school. Come on. I'm just here for like a short amount of time as possible. But I'm glad he did. Transferred over to CSU and I just graduated last May with my bachelor's in fine art summa cum laude of the art department i really worked freaking hard um that's awesome i don't know what that means it it means i got all a's for no reason nice (laughs) after i got done i was like that wasn't that was so much unnecessary stress but i uh i just really wanted to get my shit together um and i had like a little bit more mature of a brain because i had just come out of all of that trauma and all of this like stuff that i didn't even consent to happening in my life this was my chance to kind of like take advantage of my stability and do what I wanted to do Mm -hmm. so I I just didn't sleep for five years and got my degree and I'm really proud of it (laughs) wow um so what is your medium of choice I I think I'm always going to be a painter but I also don't like those like concrete statements because I love experimenting with other things. Um, I've been doing filmmaking lately, which is totally intense. But I think between those two, mm. mostly. But people mostly buy my paintings. That's where my income comes from is painting. Really? Yeah. That's like your, uh, is painting your number one source of income? It's getting there. Mm. I do um, like digital work for my bread and butter money and I work at the gallery for some money, but... It like my painting money starting to come up too, which is awesome because I think at a certain point you just have to be like, people want to buy it. I guess I better make it. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Yeah, you know, um, I feel like uh, is there any Colorado artist or painters or anything that you really look up to? Mm. There's a muralist, and I think she's from Denver, and I just know her Instagram handle is Squid Liquor, and she does. Um, she comes from a Chinese family, Chinese descent, and she does these beautiful Chinese portraiture, just huge color, like bringing old style with new style, giant murals on everything. And she's like a spray artist. And I totally think she's cool. 
So I really try to look at like the way she, what equipment she uses, the way she does her style, the buildings she paints on. Like I want to learn everything. Mm-hmm. Shout out Squid Liquor. Squid Liquor. If you're watching this, your stuff is so drop dope. a comment. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but that's the best, and that's what we learned in school was like if you want to learn how to paint, look at how other painters did things. Because mm-hmm. you can look at photographs all day, but I want to see how you paint stuff. Mm-hmm. So, um, you paint, um, you have painted, or how how big of a a part are you in the Levy project? Mm, I am one of the artists out there. I think we've got close to 50 murals from various artists right now. And for those who don't know what the Levy Project is, um, Pueblo used to hold the world record for the world's longest mural for a long time. And it started with college students from the university hopping over and just like doing some impromptu art on the walls. And it became the biggest thing in the world. And we had to do construction on it. So it all got torn down. So artists are being commissioned to repaint it. Um, And I've got one mural almost completed and i'm working on a second one now so i'm hoping to do a couple more out there would be cool mm-hmm. it's pretty neat that we're the second generation of painters yeah that's awesome um who comes up with the with the designs um sometimes artists are commissioned to do somebody else's design but mine i've designed myself really mm-hmm. wow um how did you get involved with that um, Jen DeGroote was one of the artists painting last year and she had a huge bunch of people help her. So that was a lot of our first times ever repelling and painting was her project. So I just started to kind of look for other opportunities and I wanted to approach my projects as like, <laughs> I hate myself. <laughs> like how big of a thing can I do by myself while I'm young enough to do it? Mm-hmm. Like, I'm just curious and it's the perfect canvas to just do huge paintings so I'm really trying to see if I can carry that like style over to something just massive. So you're doing it all by yourself? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. It's it's a mission to like kind of, I think, finish working on some of this trauma. Just being out there by myself and just like literally thinking about things and rolling myself, like just painting until I'm exhausted. Um, but it's mostly just I want to see what I can do. And then I'll be too tired to do anything else like that. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, after 25, your back just starts going down. Oh, yeah. You know? Yep. 25 is the last year you feel good in your bones. Fuck. <sighs> yeah. Well, actually, Enjoy like, it. I don't turn 25 till next month, so. Do you do any impact stuff? Do you skateboard? Do you fight? Do you run? Um, no, none of those Smart. things. Smart. Okay. Your bones might last longer. <laughs> nice. Yeah, no. The most I do is just sit here for like two hours and just talk. Yeah, it's bad on your back. Damn. <laughs> I should stand up. It should, it should be a stand-up podcast. Yes. Yeah, we can get those desks that... Psh. That'd be crazy. Yeah. That would look hilarious. Yeah, it's the future. <laughs> I just... Uh, I'm concerned now because it's like I'll stand up and have to just pop my back into place. And I'm like, I'm not going to be able to walk in like 20 years. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah, I can't imagine that. I don't know if you. I don't know if I asked you your age yet on the pod. I, th- I know I asked you off pod, but how old are you? Twenty nine. Twenty nine. Yep, I just had a birthday. When? On the eighteenth of of April. Mm-hmm. Wow! Happy late birthday. Thank you. Yeah. Yes. When is your birthday? May eighteenth. Nice. Yeah. Happy soon to be birthday. I know it's with the same person basically. Yes. Wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah. Birthdays get less exciting after a while. I don't know. It's got to be like you know. Legal age to drink, you like you work up to all this stuff, and then it kind of gets boring, and then it's like, oh, retirement. Mm. <laughs> I'm getting close. Are you looking forward to it? <sighs> yeah. <laughs> Our generation's not going to retire. Yeah, probably not. <laughs> that's prob- why. That's what? why you got to work hard now. Mm-hmm. So and it just die. <laughs> so- <laughs> work hard now and die. Yeah. <laughs> For sure, that's a good motto. <laughs> um. So. I was going to say work hard now so you don't have to work hard later. Oh. Right? Build your empire now and then mm-hmm. you can chill. That's true. That's a better way to put exactly. it. Exactly. And then you can die. Mm-hmm. But you got to reap the rewards. I know. I just want to be like reincarnated into my cat here, just chilling. Yes. Surviving. What's your cat's name? Zizi. Zizi. She's strictly here for the vibes. And I'm, and I'm fucking with it. What a good cat. Yeah. That would be a great next life, I think. 
Do you believe in reincarnation? Uh, what do you think happens after you get run over in the street or roofied? After I get roofied, I'm yeah. probably going to get raped because I got cheeks for days. <laughs> your mom is going to be so... Does your mom listen to this? I don't, probably not. Okay. Good. Actually, this, I did a drug dealer interview and um, that's the one she called... That's the one video she called me over. She was like, Derek, what, what did you just put on the internet? And it was the this guy that allegedly deals drugs. Huh. What are you putting on the internet? But, um, what do I think happens after we die? Mm-hmm. Damn, oh God, I don't know. Like, that'd be sick if, like, there was just a heaven and we're all just chilling in heaven, just, like, smoking blunts and just drinking a beer. Yes. With my cat there, too. That'd be chill. Your cat's going to heaven for sure. Yeah. Like, I wouldn't be opposed to that. No. That'd be pretty chill. But, you know, what a... What, what do I physically see what happens when we die? We go into a box and we go in, underground. Hmm. Have you ever thought about how you would want to die? Yeah, fucking saving like a bank robbery, like saving an old lady, like jumping in front, of, in front of a bullet, Ooh. like super dramatic. Yes, I love that. Yeah, what about you? Go out with a bang. Yeah. Um, Kind of same. I want to be, maybe I shouldn't invite this into my life, but I want to be shot like Versace. Because he just like went down for his morning coffee and some jealous rival just shot him in the street, apparently. Did you get that from the show? No. Oh, that was how, that's what really happened? I think so. Oh, I didn't know that. I, I'll have to confirm it, but I'm pretty sure that's how he went out. I got, that's I gangster. That is pretty gangster. Or, or I guess it's... Is it gangster? It's not really that gangster to get shot getting coffee. I don't want to have to like do harm to others. I don't want to have to like evoke the fight. I'm just hoping it can kind of just go mm. bang damn yeah okay fiery explosion would be cool i almost fell into our burn barrel on my birthday i almost went out in like a pit of flames a burn barrel yeah what is that for the people that don't know what a burn barrel is um i live in the county and we got to burn stuff and a burn barrel is the safest way to do it if you can find you a good burn barrel you're doing good nice okay that's good to know yeah burn barrels yep kitchen bath burn barrel kitchen bath burn barrel I'm good. For sure. Um, Kitchen bath burn barrel. That sounds like a bed, bath, and beyond. Yeah, it's the necessities in a a house. It's honestly hard to find a good burn barrel. I mean, how many stores sell a burn barrel? None. Exactly. Get your shit together, stores. Yeah. (laughs) I, uh, I do love living in the county. I moved out there when I got married, and my husband has like a little house out there but like burning the weeds every year getting the garden going is my favorite but i was out there one day and we were burning all the weeds that way you can kind of control the fire and i had my pitchfork and i was there like tending to the fire and i was like oh is this why the devil has a pitchfork is because he has to like keep the flames in order and i was like having these like connections oh wow (laughs) i was having the just best time wow you think that's why it is it's fucking deep. Right? He's got to keep, like, things from getting out of control. That's the only way you tend fires is with a pitchfork, I guess. I think the devil wants things to be out of control, though. Out of control? Wouldn't he be like, oh, I want these flames to go everywhere? Uh. So you should have, like, a flamethrower. <laughs> <laughs> Flamethrowers would be sick. Yeah, fuck a pitchfork. Uh, do you, like, shoot guns, do any of that stuff, stab things? I for sure will shoot a gun or two. Yeah. I would kill to have a flamethrower to actually like go out to the range and just burn something with. That'd you, be so cool. You have one? No, oh. I would love to do that though. That's like some Elon Musk shit that he did. <sighs> Didn't he do that? Yes. With the boring company? Yeah. That's dope. That would be dope. You could do a Street Champs flamethrower. Yeah. Sponsored. And shoot out like like goo instead of flames. <laughs> It'd be like a goo, a goo gun. A goo gun. <laughs> Hi. Can we interest you in our goo gun? <laughs> gross dang well that's a great idea all right getting back on track all right so um i'm interested to see how far you let this like wander kind of into nonsense and then come back yeah getting back into what people are here for so um, they're here for the nonsense goo guns no i'm just kidding <laughs> but i'm dead ass uh so fucking back back to the process of your art what, in what uh, situation other than the Levy Project are you typically creating? Like, mm. yeah. 
mostly holed up in my studio in our house. Mm. Um, I kind of just like have it set in there. I have like my shrine. I have other art. I've got my computer and the walls are just like burgundy red and I can burn incense and kind of just like make it a whole vibe. And then I, uh, once I get going, I'm like working for quite a few hours because I feel like I have to just like smoke enough weed and then just like focus enough attention to work and then I can do it. But I can't just like hop in there for an hour. I have to like really get in it because mm-hmm. it's just kind of an intense process. And then I don't really, excuse me, I kind of just like visualize stuff as I'm working. I'm not really like, I'm going to paint this thing. I just kind of start going and do what the canvas tells me to do. So I just make sure I give myself enough time to let the process happen. Because otherwise it's just shit work and people are like, that's shitty artwork because you forced it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Just got a vibe. Yeah, you feel like your art is more, um, oh man, inter- is, is it uh, not interpretive? I feel like that's not the right word. Fuck. Hmm. More like, it's more physical, so it's more like in the moment. Or, you know, you're not really going in with a plan. Are you thinking kind of like spontaneous? Yeah, maybe that's the right word. A little I feel like once this conversation gets to this point, it's hard to verbalize some of it. (laughs) I think it's important to just like flow when you're making stuff because it, when our brains start forcing it and I'm sure like guys that rap and, and singers like really know the flow too, but you just kind of have to let yourself move uninhibitedly for the good stuff to come out. Cause I really feel like if you try to force it, people can tell and they're going to vibe more when you're genuine. But sometimes I do have to like, when people pay me to make something specific, I have to actually do that thing. Mm-hmm. So that was kind of the thing to balance was like, oh, if I'm going to make money, people are going to commission me and they want to think of like a picture of their cat. I better make sure I give them something cool that's still what they want because I can't just expect everything I make to be great. How many cat portraits have you done? Mm, I've not done a cat portrait yet. Wow. You go to model Ooh. right here. <laughs> ZZ. Do you have any pets? Yes, we have two dog children, Kevin and Sam, and they're both old now. It's sad. We had to build a ramp. <laughs> oh, my gosh. A, a handicap accessible bed? Yes. Well, it goes up the porch steps because Sam is our German shepherd and her hips are really bad, and I can't lift her because if I do, like, I'm screaming and she's screaming. So we built a ramp so she can come up the stairs. And Damn. Kevin's all gray. We've had him for a long time. And then we've got a cat, and she's about the same age so all of our animals are elderly jeez you're running like a nursing home for pets over there it straight up feels like it (laughs) you gonna get new ones when they unfortunately pass away probably yeah i like having dogs yeah get a puppy yes oh i don't know we get shelter dogs a lot oh yeah yeah that need love and have problems Mm. keep getting old dogs you already have all the necessary equipment (sighs) i know (laughs) i don't know if i could have like that many dogs die on me just have like what's pet cemetery in your backyard yeah (laughs) dude i kind of want to keep i think it kind of uh at first my husband was kind of unsure about it but the Mm -hmm. longer we've been together i'm like i want to uh have my dog taxidermied nice you know because he's just such a that's not weird at all he's a stoic boy taxidermy him and then the other day barry was like i don't know i might keep sam's skull and i was like there are our partners now you just keep part of them (laughs) Jeez. did you ever have taxidermy ever in your house um no 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 we did i think it made me weird we would just have like a deer on the wall yeah i feel like you know i wasn't country enough for all that <laughs> like i was like a little bit country but like not that not country. that country uh-uh. i don't know it's a weird vibe i feel like i would like hang stuff on it do you what do you yeah that's a good that's a good thing to do is just like hang panties up on the antlers that's good. I've got a turkey foot flipping somebody off. That's a cool taxidermy. Yeah, it sounds like it sounds like you're describing like American Pie. Yeah, over here, but I'm pretty sure. I'm thinking of that. Probably, were you old enough to go to the Iron Horse when it was open downtown? No. Yeah, good. No. Not a good. Not a good scene. I'm a millennial, so. I'm just kidding. I don't so know. am I? I'm, oh. I'm elder millennial. Um, 
they they just had like this deer antler and it would just always have like other undergarments on it and it was gross <laughs> for sure yeah i would put mine up there yeah <laughs> yeah a little bit of shit on the on the, on the inside <laughs> have you checked out my art installation yeah yeah like, what does that smell yeah it's my art installation <laughs> just tell him it's art and nobody can talk shit about it yeah just be like he's a genius you're on to something there uh-huh wow yeah you just literally have to fake it till you make it do you feel like you're in that process right now totally minute by minute <laughs> really yeah yeah i definitely think I, like I told you earlier too, I try to watch how people have gotten famous and I'm just, especially rock stars, super into just like how rock stars got famous. And I'm like, you just kind of have to pretend like you're bigger than you are until you get where you're going. <laughs> Cause who knows? Like you, like people don't know me. I could be whoever I want to be. Yeah. You know, you could have just came in here and been like, where's my diet Coke? Where's my diet Coke? My, uh, <sighs> I need something bougier than that. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Mr. Mr. Pib. Yeah, Mr. Pib. I need my Mr. Pib, my blunt. Yeah, I don't want to be a douchey rock star. For sure. What's what's going to be on your rider when you get one? Like you're like going to go do a live art piece somewhere in Santa Fe. What do you need on your what do you need in your trailer? In my trailer. Um just like a blunt. I really like coconut water. <laughs> That's kind of bougie. Take some coconut water um, and coffee. Mostly just caffeine. It's a lot of liquid. I don't eat a lot. I kind of have a problem with that. <laughs> and burning calories on the levee, I've just been trying to like eat as much as possible. But when you're out in the heat, I just like caffeinate myself and not eat. Why don't you eat a lot? <clears throat> Shout out to anybody who wants to sponsor me with food. Mm. Um, I will take... I will take anybody up on a free meal. Yeah. Feed your local artists. Will you sign their name in the levy? Uh, totally. Really? Yeah. We'll hide it in there. <laughs> um, it's like one inch big. You can't even see it. Yeah. It's just all thanks for the snack. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I feel like I'm always just manic, like running somewhere and sitting down and eating is difficult. So I just have like liquid calories. How bad is that? Are you vegetarian? Mm-mm. Give me, you give me vegan vibes. No, I eat a lot of meat, mostly meat, <laughs> meat and dairy. Nice. Yeah, I can't have gluten, so I can't have like bullshit food anymore or beer. Super lame. That sucks. I was going to offer you a beer. I know. Like, Damn it. They have some really good gluten-free beer now, though. Let's see if this is gluten-free. So. I feel like it would say. Yeah. I feel like it should be like very. Is that scoff? Dominant, yeah. Yeah, they have a really good seltzer line, but. Sorry. That's okay. It's, Man, been, it's been great for my liver that I, <laughs> I can't have any gluten. You just kind of like went into gluten intolerance? Yeah, I was getting like my joints were getting real black and swollen. And I was just getting like some weird stuff going on. And it was after I'd have like pasta or beer. So you can go to the doctor and they'll tell you you can't have that shit anymore. Jeez. Because I guess your stomach is missing the enzyme that breaks it down. So it just sits in you. How gross is that? Gluten? Yeah. What? It yeah. doesn't come out of you ever? I guess so. But it's not a fun ride along the way. <laughs> it just like clumps up. Wow. Isn't that gross? Yeah, it is gross. I'm going to drink my beer about it. Mm-hmm. Fucking travesty. Yeah, it's a shame. Wow. Um, all right. <laughs> so when you're making art, what kind of music are you listening to? Oh, lots of rock and roll. Like artists. What artists? Or bands? Hmm. I've been listening to a lot of The Doors lately, Black Sabbath, um, Ghost, Hire Me. Ghost is my all-time favorite. But lots of metal. Um, I've been hanging out with some older artists, and they introduced me to Roy Orbison. That's some good shit. So I've been kind of switching it up. But... I figure if I'm out there on the levee, everyone else is just going to listen to, like, old stoner rock with me. <laughs> There's other artists out there at the same time? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And somebody's going to start right next to me this week, too, so it's good to have company in case something happens. <laughs> like you fall in the water. Yeah. Yeah. I slipped my second day out there, and all the fishermen just watched me clank down the thing with my bucket and shit. <laughs> but, yeah, it's good to have company. Wow. 
what do you do when you slip? Like, how does that work? Um, you, well, I was like, it was my second day in and I didn't have the equipment I have now. So it was like seven feet before my next tie off and my foot slipped on the seam of the levee that was like slick. So I just hit my hip and slid down and then I stopped cause it caught me, but I was so bruised up and I swear I like, like I just laid there and I was like, nothing's broken. Okay. But I feel like my ego got hurt cause everybody saw me fall down. <laughs> Did they clap or cheer or anything? No, they just stared at me. They just like had their fishing poles. I was like, no one even asked if I was okay. <laughs> You're like, you just, damn, you should have not gotten up and see how long it took. I know. I've like flipped some upside down. Yeah. And seen if somebody would help me. <laughs> That's, I really had this very deep fear that I was going to die out there because it just scared me so bad. I was like, what if I fall down and hit my head? Wow. Yeah. We just would have found you freaking your dead hand yeah yeah but hey that'd be great publicity honestly like i would not complain <laughs> just your your hand dies no oh i thought all of me oh if i'm just dangling out there dead in the sun i thought your hand got cut <gasps> and like it was like 127 hours oh <laughs> uh, like, do you think yeah. you could cut your own limb off if i was in that situation and it was cutting my limb off or dying yes what if you had to chew through it yourself just like with that. my teeth yeah I, I mean, I probably can't, like, I can't even reach my elbow. So, like, it would have to be, like, you probably can't do that with any, you mm. could probably do it with your wrist. Yeah. Maybe. That's intense. Yeah, you can't really go around the 360 degrees. Uh-uh. Do you like movies like that one? Kind of like that body horror stuff? Um, I mean, I liked that movie. Like, I, I, what's another movie like that? I can't really name another one. It's Human Centipede? Yeah. Uh, I mean, I can't say I've loved Human Centipede. (laughs) Like, that'd be weird. But I loved Human Centipede. Yeah, I think Human Centipede 2 was the real treasure. That's what I've heard, and I've never seen the other two. It's fire. Mm. (laughs) It's longer. The Human Centipede is longer. Yeah. Huh. I'm so intrigued with, like, some of that stuff in film of, like, how uncomfortable you can make an audience. That intrigue. Like, I'm just so interested with that. For sure. Like, can I get people to leave the room? <laughs> yeah, I saw this, like, iceberg meme of, like, fucked up movies. Ooh. And, like, I, like, went to, the, like, I Googled the bottom one, and it was, like, the worst, the worst description of a movie I could ever read. Like, I was traumatized just reading the description. Yeah. Like, there's but, some pretty fucked up movies out there. Yeah, and that's stuff I just don't want to see. Yeah. Really. I don't want to invite that in. But sometimes when I need to get inspired... I'll go down to some internet rabbit holes of just like, I want to watch this fucked up movie. And it usually gets some inspiration going. Yeah, for sure. You know, like, you used to be able to see fucking YouTube beheadings. So, mm-hmm. like, bring that back. Yeah, okay. So, I knew you were going to say something controversial. Didn't expect the beheadings, but I'm on board. For sure. So, that's another way that I would want to die, I think, is like guillotined. Just head chopped off. By the cartel? Yeah, but film it. Hmm. But why does it have to be the cartel? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> well, yeah. Hold on. Who else is doing guillotine-style executions? Does the cartel do that? On YouTube, they did. Huh. Back in the day. Have you ever seen that guy that tried to do it himself on his roof? No, it sounds lit. Yeah, it was super lit. He, like, built this homemade guillotine. And he killed himself? Uh-huh. He died, actually? Uh-huh. Damn. Mm-hmm. Someone showed it to me. It was pretty. That's sick. Yeah, it was sick. <laughs> Look at this freaking attention hug. Well. Attention hug. <laughs> what a chill life. She's like, no, nah, don't touch me. Uh. Yeah, she likes to sleep here during the interviews. Oh, all right. Okay. <laughs> so how long have you been? Uh, we were talking about your animals and stuff. How long have you been married to your husband? Mm-hmm. We've been together 10 years. I don't remember when we got married. We got married a couple of years ago. Wow. 10 but, years since you were 19? Yeah. Wow. Yep. I was super young. So um, he was like the most positive person. And I just remember telling him like, I cannot have a bad day when you're around. And it's so cool because I was just like this traumatized person, <laughs> just like negative all the time. So he introduced me to like the costuming stuff that we do now. And he... Uh, he really is just like a super cool person. What's costuming? Um, so we do like 
uh, you know, for like movies, um, we'll build costumes or for festival, we'll build costumes. Cosplay. Yeah, totally. That's fire. Yeah. So I'll have to show you some of his stuff because he'll build like things that actually move. So he made a Gatling gun out of a chainsaw that actually works and spins and stuff. And we'll take it out to the desert and go to like festivals and all that sort of stuff. So he's 100% encouraged me in the creative direction. And that just having somebody that supports you can change your life. Like it was super cool. Just like, what? <laughs> You're on board with this and you'll do it with me? And we just have a really good time. Wow. Yeah, it's super cool. That's awesome. Shout out. Shout out, good husband. Shout everywhere. out to Barry. You're you're pretty cool, I guess. Barry. Yeah, Barry. And he he makes films with us, so he's on our film crew. He's a he used to do like old school filming with like VHS. Really? Yeah, so now he's like, wow, it's way less hard. What's the film crew called? Team Dead Bird. Team Dead Bird. Mm-hmm. And um, how long has that been going on for? Two years. Two years? Mm-hmm. Um, I saw that you guys were in the, the Kick-Ass Film Festival this year. Yes. How'd that go? It was super intense. <laughs> super intense. We had a smaller crew last year, um, and we kind of didn't know what we were doing last year. So this year we went in with a bigger crew and bigger goals, and it uh, it left a darkness inside of me that wasn't there before. <laughs> what do you mean? It was like three days of no sleep and we made a thriller kind of about me losing my shit and uh, the acting part of it like wiped me out because I was just like screaming and like acting this person who was having someone in her home and like losing her mind and it was intense Uh, and kind of dark. So I'm ready to make something fun (laughs) because that was like super intense. Wow. Um, did you guys, did you guys like, um, get any awards or any accolades at the, at the film festival? Our, both supporting actors got nominated, but we didn't win anything this year, which is also kind of, uh, it's good as an artist when you kind of have to walk away and just have to rely on your own gratification and not that feedback of winning awards. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like, Oh, did they hate it? <laughs> <laughs> they did. Oh no. I don't know. I'm oh. just kidding. You know, biased. Mm-hmm. Biased judges. <laughs> no, I don't think so. I think you always have to assume that everything's fair. Otherwise, you're going to drive yourself crazy. Yeah, I'm just kidding. I don't know. <laughs> you guys are biased. Yeah, for real. <laughs> Fucking fake. <laughs> a bunch of people were like, it was a beautiful film to watch. So that was a compliment as a bunch of artists that we'd like set up their shots well and the colors were pretty. All that stuff is good. Nice. Um, yeah. But... Yeah, I tried to go, but it sold out. Like, yeah. it was like 50 seats there or whatever. There was somebody who got nominated for, I think they won an award and on another team and they weren't able to get a ticket. So their team leader like called them out on that. <laughs> they were like, our supporting actor couldn't get a ticket. So I'm hoping they get a bigger venue because I think we could make it into a pretty cool festival. Yeah, or just give all the team members to free tickets because they deserve it. The room is so small too. That, that, yeah. That theater. So I'm hoping we do something bigger but i love festivals they're super cool and i kind of like that three days of no sleep craziness mm-hmm. i want to see how far i can push myself you guys entering the next one hopefully mm-hmm. you guys doing any other festivals film festivals um if any come up have you done any film festival stuff no i don't really no. make films no no yeah i just like to like talk to people and just drink beer that's cool smoke weed yeah it's way more chill than yeah. staying up for three <laughs> days straight yeah that's, that's kind of my vibe fucking but you know i would have i would have been like a supporting actress just like uh, mm-hmm. like wearing a wig yeah on board we'll call you next time yeah yeah on me and my husband did a 48 hour film festival over the summer really and he was gordon ramsay and so he was just yelling at me because i was making green chili out of human body parts and it was one of my favorite things that we've ever made but like cutting his wig and having him like yell at me was one of the hardest acting gigs so I just had to like keep a straight face and it was the funniest shit. Just having to stare at him because we like did the wrinkles and everything. Yeah. It was great. Wow. Bo- bonding. Yeah. That sounds like, that sounds tr- like true love. Uh-huh. Right there. Yeah. Wow. Yep. Yeah. It's pretty cool. Um, all right. So uh, uh, having this, uh, having the film, the film crew now and your art, mm-hmm. do you ever feel like, you're kind of like being pulled too many parts or do you, do you have a hard time focusing on one thing? That's a good question. And I think I'm in the 
point in my career where I feel like I have to take a lot of opportunities to get myself out there. Mm -hmm. Um, And I'm hoping it's coming to the point where I don't have to say yes to everything, but I've definitely come through the point of like, yes, I need the money. Yes, I need the work. Yes, I need that on my portfolio. And at a certain point, it's really good to like bring your attention back together, but I'm definitely everywhere. But I kind of also want to see what I like to do and what where there's money, mm-hmm. you know, because it's not I can't just pay my bills being a painter. But if I can pay my bills doing cool graphic art and being a filmmaker, I'll do a bunch of different stuff. Mm-hmm. I saw that you guys just did a, a tequila brand. Mm-hmm. Yep. So we uh, just started Dada Design, me and two other designers, because we all had uh, design classes at CSU. And who are they? Uh Laura Buterek and Amanda Santa Steven. You guys are freaking awesome. Mm. Do you like my voice when I talk about you? <laughs> um, we just had a great time in design classes. And I told them, I was like, I really want to start a design firm here in Pueblo and just do some really cool stuff. Because everyone in Pueblo is paying somebody in Springs or Denver to design for them. And I'd love to bring it back here locally. And uh, we've been doing that for about a year now and that's honestly super fun because you just get somebody to come to you with an idea and you can make their brand so that's like something that we're trying to see if we like it and if we don't then we won't do it <laughs> yeah yeah for sure and it's it's all it's all women right mm-hmm. yeah that's awesome you yeah. know that's that's uh refreshing oh know? cool yeah yeah i think it's um it's a blessing to work around people that are so talented yeah. Um, I thought you were going to say something after that. That's why I waited. Uh, I was like, okay, okay. Okay, okay. Because um, it's cool whenever we, because somebody will come to us with a project and still having that chance to get together and be like, that's sick. Like, that's such a good idea. And just being around people that are as fiery mm-hmm. and creative is really cool. Because mm-hmm. then it motivates me to make cool stuff. For sure. Do you feel like um, the art space in Pueblo, I just whistled with my S, like Herbert. <laughs> the art space in Pueblo. Like what? Herbert. From, from Family, family Guy? guy? Yeah. <laughs> I, oh, shit, I can't even do that. <laughs> All right. Fucking, I'm going to crack open another beer get my gluten Get all your gluten up. on. Um, Can you describe the taste to me as you drink it? Yeah. It tastes like it's Mexican lager uh, pr- provided by Big Bear Wine and Liquors mentioned Street Champs on the, at, on the website and get no delivery fee. But let's see. I'll tell you what it tastes like. I want a play-by-play. Kind of salty, kind of limey. Mm. It's a beer. It's a beer. Straight to the point. That's good advertising. It's good stuff. Yep. You get it free delivered to your house. Very good. Very good. All right. So um, my question I was going to ask is, do you feel like the art space in Pueblo is more uh, male-dominated or female-dominated? I feel like there's a good balance right now in the scenes that I'm in. But in class, there was a lot more women in school. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think there's a good mix from where, where I'm at. A lot of, and a lot of people with different backgrounds, different identities, just sharing ideas. I'm, I think it's a really cool scene right now. And I've heard that there's been some like toxic energy in and out, but that's always going to happen. And you just have to try to be that positive energy. Artist beef, huh? Yeah, for sure. Dang, who's who's beefing? <laughs> all of them, man. All really? Of them. No. Um, I think all the artists, all artists, probably all people get in the boat of just like being judgmental and talking shit. So I just try to call people out on it too. They're like, your mural ain't as good as my mural. Yeah, that's always going to happen. Damn. But I'm a big believer like you do stuff I can't do. I do stuff you can't do. And there's space for all of us here. Yeah, I could do the splits. I could do the splits. I can barely stand up. <laughs> cool. Yeah. So we're basically the same. Basically. The same level. Totally. But that's all you can do is just like, don't give in to the negativity. Mm-hmm. And I'm not trying. I don't know. I guess if it brings me fame, I'll start a beef. Does anybody want to start a beef? For sure. You Dang. <laughs> you would beef, you would beef for the clout. For the clout. You've got, you've got more millennial lingo than I do. For sure. I do. Yeah. Yeah. Um, fucking, I was gonna Twizzy. You know Twizzy? No. That's a that's a hot one right now. Twizzy. Twizzy. What the fuck is Twizzy? You got your twin. You got your Twizzy. 
Love it. Yeah. Cool. You got your, you got your bitch. You got your busy. Busy. <laughs> I love that. Um, I love that. You said something earlier too that I kind of forget. I don't know. I remember. Hmm. I'm gonna wait. Dang. It's interesting the lingo difference in like five years of age difference too. I'm I'm young at heart. You are young at heart. I've got my tie-dye on. Yeah. No. So are you from Austin? Have you been to Austin? No, I got this at Goodwill. <laughs> Hell yeah. Yeah. What's it say below? Keep Austin weird? Support? I should just lie and be like, yeah, I fucking rep I've, Austin. I've, 504. 504. I don't know if that's the real area code. <laughs> it might be. Keep Austin weird. Yeah. Huh. It says, support your local businesses at the bottom. Shout out, Goodwill. Yeah. Find some good shit at Goodwill. For sure. I fucking I thought you were gonna come through all dressed up in colors and mm. dressed up in all black and I felt like a fucking idiot. I felt like a fucking idiot. <laughs> I try to outdress everyone in the room. Uh, yeah, you you came through swagging in all black. <laughs> I don't like choices in the morning, so everything I wear is pretty dark. It feels it fits the aesthetic of dead hand. Mm-hmm. You know, when you think dead hand, you don't think like green. But you could think green. Like zombie, I guess. Mm. Like like dark blue green. That'd like be sick. Rotting. Yes, some rotting flesh. I do have enough knuckles to get dead hand. I'm super tempted. It's a good idea. Yeah. How many tattoos do you have? Oh, uh, good question. How many tattoos do you have? Uh good question. Uh zero. It's like seven. Seven? <laughs> seven. Yeah. Nice. What's yeah. that one on your form right there? That's pretty cool. This one? Oh, oh no, wait. Yeah, that one. The other one. This one? Yeah. Uh, that is from Josh Soto. It's my evil incense burner. It was like, you know, like those things I swing in mass. So yeah. I was like, I kind of want it real dark. So we did this like cool purple thing. And then I've got my dead hand up there. Dang. That one's pretty cool. My skull. That's sick. And then you had the Pink Floyd like. Yeah, Pink Floyd. That was my first one. And then I've got my lobotomy tools. <laughs> what is it reminding what is lobotomy um it's where they would take so like mental patients and they took the ice pick and would uh drill it into their brain and stir it around nice why'd you get that um it was during an art piece i was working on and it has a nobel prize for medicine and it was like hugely revered as like a big deal and it was going to save the world and now we look back on it we're like that was barbaric <laughs> so i'm kind of fascinated with stuff like that Just like, wow drill into people's brains yeah yeah messed up yeah that's sick um <laughs> fucking damn how yeah. come you don't have any ink uh i'm kind of a pussy yeah yeah the needles i feel like you know i feel like you're you're more of an artist than i am so coming out of my mouth i'm gonna sound all dumb but like like you know i like to do art so, like, if I was going to get a tattoo, I'd want it to be, like, a sick-ass piece I drew out or something like that, you know? Mm-hmm. But, like, I don't ever draw anymore, really. So, like, and it's expensive. Yeah. 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 And if I'm going to get one, I'm going to get a face tat. Yes. What sure. would you get? Like, sorry, mom. Underneath my <gasps> yes. Eyelids. Yo. Sorry, mom. Yeah. I got roofied. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, face tattoos are sick. <laughs> yeah. Um... Do you have any face tattoos? No, I want one though. Dang, I thought that's what you were hiding underneath your sunglasses. Just sadness. <laughs> um, yeah, face tattoos are sick. That I've got some knuckle tattoos. Those don't seem to last very long. Why? So, I don't know. I think maybe you wash your hands so much and they're always out in the sun. But I've got my little like mouse cursor and then my little coffin. Wow. Yeah. Tats are great. Have you ever seen where they can transplant them onto other parts of your body? Just like a skin graft? Yeah. Damn, that's kind of gross. It's disgusting. <laughs> yeah, that's like... So you just get like a tattoo on your butt and then you get it like on your arm because you can't grow skin up there? Yeah, I guess. Or people are just like, I want this on the other leg and that's the easier way to do it. <laughs> Med- medicine, bro. One day that's going to be primitive science. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. They could just like zap it with like a laser and change it. Yeah. Are you ready to become just like an avatar? Like that you can just change your appearance? Yeah, zap, zap me up. Fucking, I'm ready to fucking be downloaded yes. into a computer. Same. For sure. Mm-hmm. Like if I could like, if I could like be a robot right now, 
I'd be a robot right yeah? now. Yeah? Yeah. Ooh. Do you want to look like a human or do you just want to, like, look like a robot? Like a sick robot? I don't care. As long as I could, like, have sex with other robots. Hmm. Okay. You know? There's only one stipulation. <laughs> you know good priorities yeah you know like hell yeah that's that's probably the like it doesn't matter as long as you can go chill with other robots and get mm-hmm. like robot drunk yes for sure as long as you could have like a robot good time yeah yeah drink oil love that drink oil yeah yeah i love that i'm ready i always feel like i've got so many devices too and i'm always on a screen like if it could just be me in it i'd be down for sure like i'm ready mm-hmm. <laughs> like um What's that movie? Fucking uh, Chicken Little. Yeah. <laughs> I have not seen Chicken Little in a long time. Damn, you're missing out. That's a cult classic right there. Yeah. But what about it? You want to be like I think Chicken they get Little? taken over by aliens. Huh. And they're like, they take over the people. I kind of remember this. If I'm not mistaken. I'm sure you're right. I'm going to have to go back and watch it. Yeah. Chicken Little. I just remember the claymation and like the weird, their teeth. Oh, was it claymation? I think so. Because their teeth were all round and shit, and that bothered me. I think you're thinking of Doug. Hmm. My brain is mixing <laughs> things up now. I'm going to start saying cartoons now. I honestly, we weren't really allowed to watch TV as kids, so I've had to catch up on a bunch of shit. People will be like, you know that pop culture reference? And I'm like, <laughs> I've <laughs> never seen that. Reference. So no SpongeBob. No. Wow. No Spongebob. Do you watch Spongebob now? No. Have you seen it? Yeah, I've seen like an episode. I know Handsome Squidward. You should get Paramount Plus and just watch, binge it. <laughs> I want to binge watch South Park first. You haven't done that yet? No. Why not? Because Netflix took it off when I started binge watching it. It's free on southparkstudios.com. What the fuck? Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> I watched that shit on there. Yeah. I didn't realize their first season was like literally cut out paper. Oh, did ask? Yeah. Damn. And they just like did it all old school, so... They're like ultimate creators. That's crazy. And they just had like four different mouths, like probably like a straight, a half circle, a full circle. Yes. They're just like, damn, that's crazy. Yeah. And that's, I think what's cool is seeing how they started and then how big they got. Mm-hmm. Like they're buying Casa Bonita now. Yeah. My fucking, I had this, I had this person in my life that actually um, went to high school with those guys. Really? Yeah. And she said that um, they pulled up to their High school reunion in like a helicopter, just like, just like boss out in front of so everyone. So bougie. Yeah. Ah, that's cool though. Yeah. I don't know if that's false or true, but I, I, I like to believe it. Are you going to flex on people like that one day? If I could afford it, probably. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Do I'll it. like chop people's heads off. I'll be like, turn left, fucking go into like the drink tray or whatever. Uh, do you play Call it or uh, Grand Theft Auto? No. Ever? Mm, that's how I usually die is getting chopped up by my own helicopter. <laughs> You game a lot? I used to before college, but now I just work all the time. And I get addicted to games. Like, I was addicted to Call of Duty, and I had to just cold turkey it because I was wasting so much time. Online? Mm-hmm. Wow. You seem like you would get really intense online. Oh, yeah. It was not healthy. <laughs> For sure. You calling people, like, mean names? Just yelling at 12-year-olds. Damn, they're like, fuck like, off. They're like, are you a girl? Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm not. Yeah. Yeah, I don't have time for that anymore, but I love love gaming. My neighbors just bought an Oculus, and we were playing with that, and they were saying you could chill in there, and, like, if your friends have it, you can, like, pass a joint and shit in, in your Oculus, and you're just chilling out separately. That's sick. It's super sick. Damn, that's kind of, like, too much. That's extra as fuck. Mm-hmm. But, like, for sure, I could see it. I'd be down. Especially if you're long distance, like, if your friend lives across the country, and you never see each other. Bro, let's smoke a virtual Oculus joint. Yeah. Isn't that cool? You can just really just be vibing in your living room. Sitting there, not smoking anything. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yep. That's what I figure the future is. Or did you watch Wally? Yeah. Yeah, that's what we're all becoming. It's just like the people on those beds rolling around. Yeah. If any, if any, if I'm going to be anyone in Wally, I want to be Wally. Yeah. The robot. Ooh. Wally. Wally. He was, the, he was like the trash compactor, right? Yeah. yeah. And Eve was like, I don't even know what Eve was. Yeah, that movie you. made me cry. You seemed like you would cry at movies. Yeah. Up, that shit fucked me up. All I know is fucking Kevin's a girl. <gasps> Kevin's a girl? Yeah. That's my dog's name, Kevin. It's a good name. That's a good name. All right. Back on track. All right. We got off topic there for a while. 
So, um, Dead Hand. What's in the future of Dead Hand? Mm. I hope to die soon. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> That's on the to-do list. I um, am basically just going to be on the levee for a lot of the year. I'm working on some art series that I'm not ready to talk about yet, but I'm kind of just like working on stuff that will reveal itself eventually. Um, I'm kind of working on this series where I am, at first I thought I was kind of like going to do it about other people, kind of like people that had done me wrong or kind of fucked me over. And it's turned into like parts of me that I don't want to be anymore and kind of like getting that out. Cause I have kind of come to this realization that like, I don't want to be a piece of shit person who blames like my trauma for things. And so I'm kind of trying to like get all that bullshit out. So I'm doing an art show kind of on that. Also planning on sleeping. <laughs> my neighbors are bougie and got one of those above ground metal pools. So I'm just trying to float and smoke some weed this summer. Nice. Yeah. That sounds fire. Yeah. I do not want to do anything. <laughs> Hell yeah. Well, we need the update interview when you finally reveal your future projects or whatever. See how it's going. Totally. That'd be awesome. Yep. That'll be exciting. Um, is there anyone you want to like shout out or like, you know, give some love to, or you just want to. Ooh, um, shout out to Jeff Medine at Blowback Gallery. Mm, I've been working over there place. for two years. Um, definitely go check it out. We're doing cool stuff. We work really hard to make it something new all the time. Come and check it out. Um, thanks to my design team and my husband. Thanks to you for having me over here. Mm. What's next on your agenda? Um, more interviews, um, homeless interviews. Yes. I'm excited um, for those. What else? That's, that's about it. Good. Yeah. Yeah. Super good. Mm-hmm. Just chill this summer. No. See what else your mom's going to stress out about. Exactly. No, I'm going all in this summer. <laughs> Are you? A thousand subscribers on YouTube. Yeah. At the end of the summer. How many do you have now? Uh, 645. Click that subscribe. Yeah. Button. Not that far off. I have like six YouTube subscribers. <laughs> it starts somewhere. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I had I had zero six months ago. So it's like about a hundred a month. Good job. Hell yeah. Mm-hmm. Yay. It's a good time. Good. Um, all right. Do you want to shout yourself out all your social medias and stuff so they can follow you? Yeah, check out my art. I'm always doing weird stuff. I am at dead hand art across all platforms. Mm. Yep. All right, y'all. It's been Street Champs, Dead Hand. Like, comment, subscribe, follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, all that. All right, y'all. Peace. Bye.